What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 14, and it is also part three of our tariff update. Sitting down again with Matt Francoeur, TCC's regulatory and sales specialist. Maddie, thank you for sitting down this morning. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, I think this is uh, number four, right? I think that number three, tariff tariff update number three. Okay, yeah. Um, I know we did one with market scale in between. That's also posted. That's kind of a good overview, kind of a, a summary of all three of them. But this is this is the TCC specific <laughs> um, part three and, and kind of the seemingly never ending saga of following along with these tariff updates. Hopefully it does end. Hopefully, or, or at least we have some some direction and some final updates on, on where things are going. But yeah. appreciate you sitting down this morning. I know we've had some some positive feedback on these tariff updates, and hopefully mm-hmm. this will be one of the most interesting, I think, for most of the audience, kind of with this three and, and yeah. things that are most relevant to the chemical industry and, and chemicals specifically. Um, so maybe jump right into it. What's what's the update? What's what's come out and, and what's new since the last one we did a couple weeks ago? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so uh, as of September you know, 17th or 18th, depending on how you cut it, um, list three was finalized in that uh, originally included 6,031 items and now it's uh, 5,745 uh, full or partial lines. I'm not sure what exactly they mean by partial lines. None of our products are partial lines. So that, that is up for a little bit of interpretation, I guess. But um, it's actually interesting, this one, because the last two were just, you know, 25% across the board effective date. This one, um, the effective date is actually very, very soon. It's September 24th, so next Monday at this point as of the recording of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for 10%. And so from September, September 24th, 2018 to... December 31, 2018, it's 10%. And then once uh, the year rolls around January 1st, it's it bumps up to 25% indefinitely. So list one and two were 25% off the bat, but a little bit further out mm-hmm. for the the um, effective date, I guess you would say. Yep. So this one's a little bit different where it comes into effect very soon, yeah, 10%, absolutely. and then we'll jump up to 25% after in 2019. Exactly. So I think uh, you know this kind of goes along with what president trump's been doing where he's putting the ball in china's court he wants talks he wants them to concede some you know of, of their i guess the grievances we have against them sure. so intellectual property and you know some unfair trade practices which no one sane can argue against i mean yeah <laughs> they definitely yeah. do have unfair trade practices and so obviously this list um well, i'm seeing a 4.7 percent reduction um how yeah. does that compare to the other two lists with things that were taken off or removed afterwards once the, the public comment period ended. So it's a little bit skewed because list one originally was uh, the entire, you know, as you remember, $50 billion in tariffs, and it actually just got cut to, um, I think it was $34 billion, and then list two became $16 billion, so they split it in half. So list one looks like it was a, almost a 40% reduction. Well, in reality, it really wasn't a reduction at all. They just moved those tariffs on. List two had a one7 uh, percent reduction from 284 lines to 279, so only five items. Mm-hmm. Um, so list one and two were very, very small line-wise and a pretty substantial size uh, when you look at the entire uh, amount of trade affected. And uh, really, I think it comes down to how many comments were made during that public comment period. So I think list one had three over 3,000 comments, and so they cut it down to two lists. Um, and list two had... Somewhere got just under a thousand, I think seven hundred and fifty, and list three, which affected a just a ton of products, mm-hmm. six thousand lines almost. Um, they had uh, over six thousand public comments, which is 
I mean, it's pretty wild when you look at that. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Because you can peruse through and see some pretty big companies on there. Sure. Um, and so, obviously, there's still 5,745 products, which is no no number to shy shy away from, obviously. It's pretty substantial, yeah. Um, I guess just to keep it specific to TCC for a mm-hmm. minute, for any uh, you know business partners and customers listening, what are the products that we manage that are either were listed or are no longer listed? So we had, uh, you know, 23, I think, products total, and uh, two of them were uh, cut as a result of these, you know, public comments and review by the U.S. Trade Representative. Uh, the first one is PCBTF, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the full name for you. And the other is uh, dimethylmalonate. Got it. And then, so there are some, obviously, still pretty big ones that are still included on the list that we um, either actively manage or have managed. Um, Dimide, obviously, being the big one. Yeah, and then a dipic as well because I mean supply is still rather tight over here, sure. and we're kind of relying on that China supply to you know alleviate some of that. So we'll, it's, it'll be interesting to see where we try to take that from. Yeah, and I think the Dyson Diamond is the most interesting. I know we've mm-hmm. had AJ Petrarca talk about it a bit, and I'm sure we'll have him on the October view in a couple of weeks and have him give his two cents on it. But I think a lot of people expected that that might have been one that could possibly get removed since there is no domestic production. Absolutely, yeah, and I think um, it, it kind of brings an interesting point because. For list one and two now, there have been a uh, product exclusion request, uh, you know, process published by the U.S. Trade Representative. Mm -hmm. Um, List one was published back in July, and list two was published just a couple days ago on 18 September. Um, And those have 90 days, um, companies have 90 days to submit a product exclusion request, and it, you know, relies on you substantiating information like, is this only produced in China? Are there any third-party countries that produce this item? Um, what the imposition of the additional duties will do to American business interests and whether or not it's strategically important to the China made in 2025. So you look at something like dicey and diamide, and yes, it has a massive impact on you know U.S. business interests. Is it only produced in China? But I think you can say absolutely. I mean, there are, I think from what AJ has told me a few times, there are some other smaller when I say smaller, very small producers in other countries, but nothing to the extent that we would be able to have a full U.S. supply from. Right. And um, whether or not it's strategically important to the Made in China 2025, I think that's something that everyone needs to take a really hard look at and kind of peruse for themselves. So just to make sure, I guess, I have the process correctly and mm-hmm. all the listeners understand what the process is. So, for example, with List 2, so the, the list of products came out. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to have tariffs on these products. People can submit a public comment with their thoughts on those lists, and then the USTR takes that under consideration and then produces what's technically a, a final list, quote-unquote yep. final list. But even from then, there's this product exclusion requests form or process that people can go through as a, a second step of either giving their two cents or asking for a, a product to be excluded. That's that's kind of accurate. That's it, yep. And the best uh, place to view that, there's, uh, there's three places. You can look at the Federal Register, uh, regulations.gov, which uh, the U.S. Trade Representative site and the Federal Register will afford you to, but the best one is definitely just go straight to the U.S. Trade uh, Representative site, um, look under the Enforcement tab, and then from there, navigate to Section 301. There's a nice big page with all the product exclusion request details that you need. And for anybody listening, no matter what platform you're streaming the podcast on, if you scroll down to the show notes, we'll have all that that stuff linked up for you. So nice and easy to get to. Even better, yeah. And I think, um, so the final list published date for list one was uh, the 20th of June, and the product exclusion request came 22 days later in uh, on July 11th. 
uh, list two was published or finalized uh, 20, August 23rd, and the product exclusion request was published the 18th of September, so that's 27 days away. So looking at the publishing date of list three, which was 17 September, we can really anticipate that uh, product exclusion request to come somewhere kind of around or in the week of um, the 8th of October to the 12th of October. So around that time, you're really going to want to look out for that because that's going to be your lifeline to saving yourself 10 to 25% on these tariffs. But obviously, and this is different because in the past, the product exclusion requests came out, but the tariffs weren't in effect yet. Now we're going to have the tariffs in effect Assuming it takes the same 20, yeah. 25 days to come out, the, the tariffs will already be fully in effect by the time this comes out, more than likely, unless it comes out today. Yeah, just about. So, you know, that, that number might change. We'll sure. see. We'll see what they actually decide to do. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I guess just so everyone's clear on the actual tariff. So now we mm -hmm. have the list of what's going to be affected. It's obviously a very soon deadline. So how does that work? What, is, what does that mean? When are products affected? Um, mm -hmm. Is it? when they ship from China? Is it when they land in the U.S.? Is it when, when it gets to the customer? How does, how does that whole process work? Obviously, there'll be a little bit of a confusion the 24 or 36 hours around the actual deadline to figure out. Yeah. You know, if, if you have some, something coming in on the 24th, obviously, it might get a little confusing. But for anyone, say, bringing stuff in in October, you know, what does that mean now for products on this list? If you're bringing it at any time after uh, midnight on December 24th, um, then you are uh, subject to these tariffs. So if you're bringing stuff in, something in in October expect to take, uh, pay an additional 10% duty on it. So if you already have a 5.5% duty, it's going to be 15.5% as of September 24th. Yeah, I guess that's an important thing we haven't really talked about too much. There's obviously already a duty on, on certain things. Mm -hmm. um, Dicey was one of the ones that was zero, correct? Yeah, and now was. obviously there's tariffs, so that's obviously a big deal. Yep. Other stuff there already was a duty on, now we're just tacking on another 10 or 25%. So it's the same process of calculating your duty, just you got to add another number to it that's it yep and uh we were expecting um the miscellaneous tariff bill act to kind of alleviate some of that stress but um actually i took a little bit of a further look into it after some guidance from the customs and border protection they, they published a, a small uh document but um in chapter 99 of the u.s tariff code in sections for list one and two um it states that products in China that are eligible for temporary duty exemptions or reductions under subchapter 2 to chapter 99 shall still be subject to the additional duty. And what that means is that the Miscellaneous Tariff Bill Act, which is codified in subchapter 2 of section or chapter 99, um, will not, you know, alleviate any of the tariffs on list 3 or list 2 or list 1, unfortunately. Got it. Yeah. And obviously you've been taking a close look at things that uh, impact TCC's business specifically while obviously trying to keep a good overall view of what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, but now that we have this kind of final list, you know, quote unquote final, obviously things could change if, if product exclusions go through, but mm -hmm. I guess it's probably safe to say that, you know, just plan on nothing being alleviated and, and go from there. And if things do, then obviously great. Um, but if people have questions on products that are coming in from China that we obviously don't manage, mm -hmm. what, what's the best resource for them to see where the final duty lies and, and where things have kind of shaken out? So I've mentioned a few, time the, uh, few times the NACD public-facing tariff website. That's a great resource. There's also one through the U.S. Trade Representative, which also, which also links directly to the Federal Register notices. And what you can do is just press Control-F. Um, if you know your tariff code, you can find it. If not, you got to do a little bit of searching. Um, but, that, I mean, that's just about the best you can do. There's no, you know, one-stop stop one-stop resource where you can plug in your tariff code and I'll tell you everything that you know is affecting it right now. And is it safe to say that if anybody has specific questions and doesn't know where to start, if they 
send a note through the website, you'd be happy to try to point them in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah, we've had a few of our salesmen actually connect me with their customers or long-term friends and sure. been able to help out a little bit. So that's been, that's been good. Yeah. I think that's been a big part of kind of our, obviously our marketing strategy and, mm-hmm. and doing these podcasts and things like that. We're here to help yep. um, in, in whatever fashion we can. And obviously you've been pretty invested and spent a lot of time following <laughs> what's going on. So I'm sure you're happy to give whatever direction you can. Exactly. It doesn't take more than a few minutes to kind of search, you know, if you have a product you're interested in, sure. you can pretty much find it out for you. So this was kind of the big milestone, I think, list three to figure out what was going to happen, I guess, specifically with the chemical industry. I know if you're in machinery or different different product lines, you know, list one or two might have been more important. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other upcoming deadlines or things that people should be keeping an eye on? Or is it pretty much just that January one, you know, things are going to jump to 25%. So another kind of accounting function where you got to make sure you're, you're calculating your duties correctly. Yeah. So, um, for, you know, coming up, we're really going to want to keep an eye on, I mean, president Trump has mentioned a few times, uh, another tariff package. So list four of $267 billion in product affected. Um, and he has mentioned that chemicals are in that list. So that's quote, quote unquote, ready to go. I think as you put it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much it's in the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it, like so many things, it's depending on actions from China and what we see there. Um, but there's been, you know, World Trade Center or World Trade Organization disputes initiated by China against our tariffs, Section 31 tariffs. Um, so it seems like they're not really willing to play ball just yet. So we're likely going to see something. And then there's also the retaliatory chari- uh, tariffs from China, which we haven't covered in these podcasts really in any, in any capacity. Um, but if you do export to China, you're really going to to want to take a look at that. Yeah. So that's just if you're bringing stuff straight from the U.S. to China, you're going to be affected in in that kind of reverse. Absolutely. Got it. And those are, I don't think there's too many chemicals affected until this newest list, which they publish in response to our list three, which covers $60 billion in products and does include chemicals. The other ones, I mean, you saw the list from not just China, but other countries in response to the steel and aluminum tariffs where they're looking at, um, Things like pork, soybeans, you know, really uh, motorcycles, just uh, products that would significantly affect President Trump and the Republican Party's um, voting base. Right. Yeah, which is obviously extremely pointed. Got it. (laughs) Anything else to to add or anything else that's changed that you think is important to get out there? Um, No, I would say just keep looking at the news and see what President Trump and the USTR has to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been one of the most, I think, surprising things to me obviously being younger i haven't been around Mm -hmm. the political atmosphere and how politics affect business all that long obviously um but it's definitely seemed interesting and and different with how quickly things can change and trump Trump mentions one comment and you know the the domino effect of that's been pretty amazing to, to watch and see and try to figure out obviously exactly and you'll see like i mean as soon as you know words come out of that guy's mouth you'll see our stock market respond and the stock market in China. Sure. It's kind of pretty interesting how a tweet can affect everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely the the state of the world we're living in. It's, it's been interesting. That's it. Um, so I guess we'll follow up with another tariff episode. If anything drastically changes, Mm -hmm. um, we'll continue to kind of monitor it and publish updates via email on the view from Jamestown and different email newsletters we're putting out. Um, we'll record the October view from Jamestown podcast in probably two weeks or so. Um, so maybe do a quick overview there of all the stuff we've been talking about as well as if anything's changed, you know, definitely keep an eye out for that and we'll, we'll have a little tariff feature in there. Um, that's it. 
it's been amazing. We've done these podcast tariff updates and mm. stuff's changed. But the, since the last, we did the September view recording, I guess three weeks ago now, just the amount that's probably yeah. changed since that recording. It'd be interesting to go back and listen and be like, oh, nope, all this stuff's different now. It's, <laughs> exactly. it's crazy how quickly stuff has changed. Yep, yep. Awesome. Well, so we'll definitely have the all the links Matt mentioned uh, in the show notes, no matter where you're listening to this. We also have our, our tariff tracking blog post, I guess you could call it, kind of an, an ever-updated document as things change. Uh, that'll have lists of products that are affected and, and links and updates and things like that, that that we're seeing on our end. Like Matt said, feel free to contact us via the website, um, www.thechemco.com. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of contact forms in there. Any of them will work and you know, Matt's happy to have a conversation or, or figure out the best he can what, what he's seeing you know, yeah. on, on things that maybe don't we haven't mentioned or don't directly affect TCC in everyday business. Uh, so if you have any questions, feel free to shoot him over. We're always happy to help the best we can. Um, we appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thank you.